Hey, my loves. I hope all is well. Even though I had a little bit of a rough night, um, still got up and took care of some stuff. Already put in some trades. Super freaking excited about that. Um, and um, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you're going to see in the title, I know someone who will. And kind of what precipitated this conversation or this thought process was yesterday I was listening to your rich BFF and she used to work on Wall Street. And um, so one of the things she was talking about is the reason that Chinese food is so, quote unquote, so cheap stems back to, you know, back in the days when soldiers used to have to find a, a economical way to portion and ration out the food. And so they never really got past the stigma, I think, that that comes with, well, you're, you're you know, just doing the broths and the faux god type of a thing. They never really got past it being a cheap food. And so they've maintained those price points up and through to today. And so... Um, what was interesting to me is I'm going to keep it 100. My thought was, you know, it's 2022 moving on forward just because you were processed that way back then doesn't mean you have to keep accepting those prices, right? Um, kind of in the same strain, uh, Kendra G posted a, a individual, and I started to pre-record a uh, a podcast and then my dad called me because you guys know he's traveling. They should be home in a couple hours. So excited to see them too. But I think, um, and so it got cut off and I didn't, I, I'm still processing if I should upload it because that, that podcast, that video um, was very disturbing in so many ways that I think it was really going above people's heads. Um but one of the things he was talking about is that he's in Dubai and Kendra was trying to figure out why he was living in absolute squalor. I mean, the place that he and now he was in Dubai, he was in Dubai, but the place he was in was so small and he looked like he was a man of short stature. So but he, it was so small that he could barely stand up in the space. And so he's saying, well, it's a bunk bed. I'm only renting the bed. And it's like, listen, I had I had younger brothers. The two babies, the, <laughs> the two younger ones, they had a, a bunk bed for a while. But that only takes up a small part of the room. So you can get off the bed and go into the, into the rest of the room and show yourself. But he's like, no, 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 I'm confined to the bed. You don't understand. I'm renting this and I'm trying to compromise. And so... For everything that was so wrong with that video, one of the things he said was, well, you know, they pay us so little. We are building the country and um, we're the ones building the country where we're paying paid so little. And it made me think, I'm like, listen, if you know your worth, right, if your muscle. So there's there's two components that we need. We need muscle and brain. Right. And. um. If 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 you don't value your muscle power enough to charge your worth, then you really shouldn't be complaining about it because he's like, oh, well, we're only accepting what they're paying them. 
But if they if they have a vision of the things that they want, you know, which was so funny to me because this was one of the first times I think ever in life when I think of Dubai, I think of skyscrapers. I've part of the reason because you all know I have a thing for cars a little bit. Um, I haven't really got to study it or stay in, in line with it as much as I used to back in the days. But one of the ways I found out about Dubai was about the luxury cars that they have out there. And then from there, I started to see the high rise buildings and, you know, the nice hotels, the nice restaurants, a nice way of living type of a thing. And so it was kind of shocking for me also to see him just in really tight, con uh, uh, cramped quarters and lackluster and slapped together type of a thing. And so um, even when it comes to the dating aspect thing, right? We've been talking about the passport uh, boys. And what is so interesting to me, I love, love, love. I adore, again, the sisterhood for, for there's several traits I've been talking about. But um, Cynthia G had played <laughs> a clip. And, and when you say the world is watching, they're already onto us. So it's not like it's a secret or anything like that. But there's this uh, a TikTok of a of a young man who is kind of like playing, you know, black women and black men or passport boys. And the passport boy is kind of like, okay, I'm leaving now. She's like, okay, bye. Okay, bye. And so by the time he's like, no, but you don't understand. And she like throws the backpack at him like, okay, see ya. Toodle-doo. Abiraje. Sayonara. <laughs> Vaya con Dios. And he's like, but you don't understand. Like my van. She's like, oh, do we care? Why, why are you still here? Why are you breathing my air? Do you think we care? Just be gone. Poof. You know, disappear. Abacadabra. <laughs> Sail on out. Don't let the door hit you on the out. You know, let, you, let the door hit you on the way out. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> Woo, y'all. This is what happens when you have lack of sleep. So, um, that that is so funny to me. But at the same time, it's in that same stream or that same element it's kind of like, well, the American girls are not going to be out here clipping toenails. We're not going to be out here trying to do 50-50. We're not going to be out here just being bought for, you know, in the words of Chris Brown in one of his lyrics for pesos. We're not going to be out here selling our daughters, our sons and daughters for a bag of rice. If you're going to go do that, it's not over here, okay? It's like, you don't got to go home, but you definitely got to get out of here. And, and so... You have other people who will tolerate the abuse, the domestic violence, the lower standards. And this is a problem. This is a problem. Because you have people who are kind of, I think that the part of the issue is you're always going to have trailblazers. You're always going to have people who have this, the golden standard, right? But the disparity between, you know, the the difference and the gap between the people who are setting the standards and the people who are willing to accept anything are so low that it's really wreaking havoc on the on the rest of us. Y'all have got to raise your standards. The this settling for rice, 
settling for domestic violence, settling for the 50-50, you know, the pick-me behavior. Really, all of it comes down to pick-me behavior in all three of the ones that I talked about. Whether it's, and I'm not <laughs> just, this is what precipitated the, the train of thought, right? With the Chinese food and they and them feeling obligated to, to continue to stay at a price point at a low um, price point because, listen, I'm pretty sure for how people have become so acclimated and acquired a taste for Chinese food, if they were to raise it to the standard prices of what every, you know, the going market prices, I don't really think people would really have it on their radar to be like, oh, well, what do they think they're doing? Just do it. Charge what you're worth. Make it profitable, right? Um same thing with, with the gentleman. But you know, and I've talked about this before too, and I get it, it kind of sucks. It's one thing for you to take a job knowing that it's a stepping stone. It's part of a, a bigger uh, scale picture. Sometimes like, uh, you know, when I was working, going through school, that was enough to pay for literally for my books, my car insurance, my car loan, you know, a little bit of cute outfits and kind of get myself going through knowing that the end goal is that those jobs offered flexibility and, and, or mentoring or internship type thing. And then now I can go into my salaried position once I graduate. Um, so, but that, with that being said, you know, sometimes we kind of do complain about well, you being at McDonald's, and I've heard several stories of this where people will stay for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and they never went past the fries. Like this week is the floor, next week is the fries. Like they never passed that capacity. They never started to move up in management. Like I know at Subway, they have a, um, have or used to have a, uh, a program where you could work your way up into corporate. And starting even from just making the sandwiches and being, you know, in the back room and, and doing learning the cashiering and then hiring staff and becoming a supervisor and then working your way up. Um, but, but, you know, and, and I don't know to what degree, you know, the mass exodus of people leaving jobs has to do with people setting their foot down and saying, you've got to pay better, um, but the fact that people people understand that there is someone else who will tolerate less. And I don't know to what degree we can reach back and help people realize like you're jeopardizing the rest of us because of your low values and your low morals, right? Because as long as we have, uh, I, I wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to do a separate one. It's probably just going to be 30 seconds. Um, and it's going to be a poll. And I'm going to leave you guys the opportunity to, to leave comments and engage with the content. And so you already have a heads up and you can think about it. And I want you to reply um, to this question, either yes or no. And if you're a male or female, man or woman, and um, and that would be funny too, because some of y'all really would go on there and say I'm a male. <laughs> but anyways, um, um, 
sex should be a reward, right? Sex is a reward and children are also a reward. And there's been lots of conversations about this too, but I would like to see it get to a point where it's kind of like, if you're not a Ford or a, I don't know, something else, then I'm not having your child. Like my child needs to have a good name that they can stand on where they can be, you know, I've talked about Robert Kraft and how he has four sons and two of them are co-CEOs. One is the VP for international and they just hired the the youngest one for VP of uh, philanthropic studies, right? So passing on that legacy, passing on that name, you know, even with um Elon Musk, the kids are still relatively young, but they can they have so much to to work with right and and the name musk means something right that's 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 generational and i talked about how a lot of us are kind of carbon cutting and pasting versions of people that we don't even like <laughs> you know um but it makes me think about when it comes to if 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 more of us women stop to think about sex as a reward right for the male species <laughs> um it's important that you maintain your standards and so what's going to probably happen for you know as it has been happening before but if more and more of us start to say well sex is a reward what am i rewarding you for you know, um, there's always going to be that one person that's like, well, I'm willing to do it for a bag of rice. I'm willing to do it to say, well, that's my man. I'm willing to do it to have the title, you know, MRS. I'm willing to reward this person with sex and or child because, you know, I was feeling horny or I'm willing to reward this person for a set with sex because I don't know I don't know but but this is not the beginning of this conversation or this train of thought and so but it's a problem right um even when you think about the labor wages there used to be back in the days um and and even now you know I think and I want to be careful not losing too much touch with what all is happening actually yeah so I think was it Ralph's earlier this year they had a labor union uh strike because they weren't getting paid fairly right and i think that those conversations and those movements are still important because there's solidarity in terms of listen you want us to come in for these number of hours you want us to do those type of physical um tasks it has value it might might not be as much as someone who's the brains behind something but it it should count for something and you set the standard right um i remember even like and i'll close out with this i remember at my my last job that i was at um now you start to have conversations about basically what it came down to is when i asked for a raise after the second year of doing the accreditation reports and taking on more tasks um my bosses knew that they could leave for the whole summer and I would take care of everything, which was an added burden. Could I do it? Yes. 
it was added responsibility. I was good at what I, I did and I was trusted to be put in that capacity. But when it came time for the raise, it's kind of like, no. And the undercurrent was kind of like, well, somebody's going to do everything that you did. I know someone who's willing to get paid less. And and it's funny because when I left my job, um, there were people that were like at that point legit telling me to my face, like, oh, I want your job. Da, da, da. And I was just laughing because I know I had perfected things to where it looks easy. Matter of fact, one of the jobs I left, um, for, I was there for about five years, four to five years. And to this day, um, after I left, there were, um, they had a high turnover and then they had to end up splitting the job into two. Now, keep in mind, they kept everything the way that I had set it up. So it was funny because I was still in the same institution. And so one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years, they were still using the same templates of the stuff that I had put together, right? But even then, and I even remember talking to a couple of the people that um, they they actually intentionally came and found me. Like, I didn't know that they had been hired or put in that position. And one of them, she's like, girl, do you know the stuff they have us doing there? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, they are so demanding. They want us to do this. And she's like, how did you do that? And I just started laughing because it's like, I was carrying such a heavy burden. I made it look easy and it got taken for granted, but they had to end up splitting the job in two, right? Um, but it's that whole idea of like, I know someone else who will, right? I know someone who's going to settle, settle for those standards. And sometimes in that case, it's the reverse, right? But the good thing is, is like those women were able to at least say, nope, you're not going to drop me into the ground. This is too much. You're going to have to, to split up my job. And or the thing is they didn't want to pay the person their worth. So they decided to split it in between two people, which I would much rather prefer. I'd rather you just, you know, don't drive me into the ground and, um, you know, not pay me my worth type of a thing. But I just wanted to kind of think about that. Those two things, you know, are you that person, you know, the term that we use a lot is a pick me uh, language, but when if if people are coming in your face is it because you're the person who will you know um the person who will tolerate the lower standards and it's going to be important that you know they say the the community cannot rise any higher than the lowest woman right and i think it's going to be the same globally sisterhood in the sisterhood you know um uh, each one of us women, regardless of the communities, have to raise our standards. There's another podcast I want to do real quick, too, but I'll, I'll kind of mention it here, too. I love that. And I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm, I'm a toddler or baby in some of some of the areas um, in some of the concepts. But one of the things I do also like about black women that are having these protopian conversations is that at the end of the day, it's not just about black men. It's about men, period, men in general. And even as I started to listen to other people talk about it, and even though I say that that's, you know, what I've dated, that's what I grew up with, even though mostly around um, Caucasian people, I started to reflect back on like, yeah, no, in the Hispanic community, they do this and the Asian community, they do that. 
Indian community, they do that. In the, you know, um, Latin America, they do that type of stuff. Um, Central America, South America, Africa, Canada, um, England, New Zealand, Australia, all of it. So um, those conversations are important too. That being said, I'm excited for the future because when I was talking about how um, the Black community is driving the trends uh, to the sound of $1 trillion if per year, if we're having conversations about health and finance and real estate and well-being, uh, the standard is being taken to the next level, right? Uh, technology, services, goods, um, chain supply. We have some exciting things to look forward to ahead. I know some people are saying like we're not there yet. I'm not saying that. I think that, you know, this is part of being protopian is looking into the future and then scaling back and figuring how do we take steady incremental um, changes on a day-to-day basis so that today is better than yesterday, um, which is, I think, one of the terms that they used in um, for the definition of protopian. So, y'all, I know someone who will, but let's not let that be any of us under the sound of this voice, our voice, uh, under the sound of my voice. <laughs> Woo, child. I will catch up with y'all later. Don't be too worried if you don't hear from me in the next day or two. Um, I might sneak in a couple of podcasts in the night or two. Exciting stuff ahead. I'm thinking about um documenting my 10,000 hours um in the crypto space. It's not going to be financial advice, but I'm thinking that I'm going to maybe just do an one upload a day or something, or maybe a screenshot of one of the, the trades I took so that we can all start to train our eyes um there's there's a kind of like terminology or or uh i don't know how to say it but can you imagine if we have ten thousand screenshots um training our eye uh how to look for entry points and exit points and applying the one percent and i also um was watching this one guy uh, I don't remember his name right now, but he reminded me of the importance of of management and spreadsheets. In fact, my mentor keeps spreadsheets of how much income he's making with each of his trades. It, it can be a little bit tedious, but the thing is you kind of have to treat it like a job. And my other mentor, uh, that's a woman, also mentioned the same thing too. But <clears throat> it's going to be interesting because... Um, I ever since y'all probably remember when I started trading, was it has it been like three to four weeks now? I haven't lost a single trade. I haven't lost any trades. Now, that being said, I did put in a trade for Ethereum and Bitcoin and they just sold yesterday um, after about a week. But I did not panic sell. I just let it do what it needed to do. And when it went up the one percent, it just cashed me out and. Now those funds are available to do other trades, right? Um, so yeah, at this point, um, I could start documenting it, you know, um, and I still have to learn how to average down, but um, that's probably not going to be until January. 
I still need to knock out my real estate course classes. If I'm honest, I don't. It's not really my thing. Um, but I want to keep the license because, um, like I said, if, if my family members need it, I can circle back. And it gives me access to things like the MLS and um, other things that I need to, 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 you know, kind of have a insider um, advantage. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Until the next podcast, y'all, it's time for me to have breakfast. I'm hungry, but I'll probably just wait and see if my parents want to go eat somewhere when they get here. Um, so, I'll talk to you later. Bye. What? I wanted to address two things. So, when I was talking about the gentleman from uh, Dubai... He was on Kendra G looking for a partner and it's like an American woman is probably not going to hit him up for the 50-50, but my bet is there's going to be someone in his DMs, you know, that's willing to um, settle for those standards, right? And and it's going to cost her and it's going to cost the children if they choose to have any. One of the things that kept disturbing me about that is he kept saying money doesn't matter. And it's like, that's all cool when you are the only person in that condition. But when you start to bring another human being into that and or children, yeah, that that's when, you know, those things start to matter. And there was one more thing I wanted to say, too. I think I already talked about Chris Brown and how he was saying like um something about in his lyrics my my phone went into autoplay on the videos and so it was playing a a dance studio um and so i didn't even know it was his voice cuz it's been so long since i've heard him i didn't even know it was him but the part of the lyrics was like oh something about um i know i can get her for a couple of pesos and i'm like shit <laughs> pesos i was like that girl needs to um put them on the u.s dollar system charge them dollar for dollar like even with the um clipping of the toenails thing i was like do these women well i'm pretty sure they do because i've heard some of the commentary some of the people women that that are over there and can fend for themselves they know what what the game is my concern is for the children any children anywhere in the world to give them a fighting chance you know but if they're charging, um, I don't know, $40 here in U.S. dollars to get a, a, your toenails clipped, then charge them 40 U.S. dollars, especially if they're American tourists or wherever you are. Get your money. Don't be, you know, clipping toenails for a bag of rice. Come on now. Charge, <laughs> charge them what they're worth. Um... Yeah, that's it for now. Ooh-wee. All right, so post-recording of Musings of a Divine Feminine. Um, I wanted to drive home another point. So, you know, we talk a lot about how there's third world um, countries and poverty. And those the word of the day is squalor, y'all. <laughs> are these other places around the world that are living in squalor? And... um. 
I've been talking about, I know someone who will, like if you won't, I know someone who will. And when I say that this is affecting all of us, um, it's to the point where major corporations in the U.S. are saying, well, if you want to make living wages, we can go to the Philippines or to China or Japan or Africa and make this for pennies to the dollar. And they go there and these people take on the jobs that they should be getting paid U.S. dollars in. And not only that, they they are still living in squalor themselves over there. So it's until these other countries start to say, you know what? <laughs> And it, it kind of makes sense even when you think about why there would you'd want to have a um global monetary system. I'm just probably irresponsibly talking off the top of my head, but if if you have people in Africa who understand, okay, you're charging, um, you're paying Americans. <coughs> excuse me with comparable experience and, and education, 25 to $50 an hour for this area of expertise to assemble a, um, an engine. Why would you guys continue to accept a dollar a day? Charge them the $25. Um, and then that way, at least you have a roof over your head in, in Africa and you can take care of your kids. $25 per hour. <laughs> you know, uh, type of a thing. But I'm, I'm saying all that to say it's so important that globally we raise our standards and it's going to bring in a level of equilibrium. Now, that being said, if, if I'm going to think about it on the flip side too, if we're heading to a uh, society where more women are going to be, you know, running things and dominating, yeah, I want my labor to be cheap. Like, if y'all... And I, I think the... the <laughs> I'm going to say it. It's petty season, right? I'm going to blame it on the stars. Blame it on the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the moon. So, um, I would want to see more women, you know, definitely know their worth, charge their worth, and add taxes to it. You know, to me, to empower other women, it would be, listen... If the women in the United States have their education, they're driving their cars, they have shoes on their feet, you know, are living their whole and best entire life and don't bow down to any man, then I'm going to do that too. If they're charging, like I remember one guy was talking on his um YouTube about how he went to this third world, I don't remember what it was, third world country. And he's like, yeah, this girl was feeding me for two hours. And I'm like, two hours? Ma'am, you could have been living your best life. And then the thing is, while she was feeding him for free for two hours, just because according to him, she wanted to be in his presence. And he's like, I didn't even have to spend any money on her. Um, This woman gave him a two-hour massage. I think it was like for five out five dollars. And it included food. Nah, y'all, get your money. Charge them is what, $25 a plate? <laughs> plus charge them for the drink, plus charge them for the dessert, plus get your gratuity. A two, an hour massage out here, you're looking at anywhere from like 
if you want a good one, $1,000. I already talked about how Dr. Bu Hightower, he tried, but, but, but he, he's, uh, he's very specialized. So, <laughs> but on the low range here, you can get a massage for what? Like 85, 90, you know, get your money. And, and even if you were to like, even still low buy yourself, don't be giving them a massage, two hour massage for five, $10. Nah, charge them like a good 45, 50, 65. But here's the problem. And this is why we all need to just kind of get on code. I think even for women, there's going to be a woman that's going to be like $45. I sucky sucky for two. Sucky sucky for $2. And it's like, okay, do it if you want to. But at that point, that's on you. And it's not even worth it. But anyways, um... So the same thing too with, but the flip side of this, and, and I'm pretty sure this will age well, you know, and, and, and the funny thing is, I don't think that most men are that smart or savvy to kind of figure stuff out for the long run. But in a way, this is good for women because I talk about how there's two parts, there's the brains and then there's the muscle. So when we come into power and into command, right, and we're running things the way that we need to and become more community-based and there's more sisterhood, then we can sit down. Can you imagine at a table of 12 people with different things, you know, different backgrounds in law, in commerce, in finance, in health, in, in like, this is the engineering, um... Those are just five in art and sciences, technology, that's six, seven, eight. Um, right. And they just mastermind. And then when it comes time to contract the labor, we just go and get muscle and brawn. They're not thinking about anything. They're not going to charge their worth. They're willing to work for pennies on the dollar. You know, <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so, you know, it's almost an ideal world for me, too, because when I was thinking about it earlier, I was like, you know what? I do want people to charge their worth, but not when I'm in power. <laughs> Listen, if I if I mastermind, I talk about my ecosystem, although for me, I still kind of like a tropical setting, lots of um, beautiful flowers um, and huge open luxurious spaces um with lots of purples and golds and blues and reds and pinks you know um and some areas can be a little bit more you know like softer cream i like uh just very you know like hardwood floors but like the white cherry oak um type of a thing so even though i like those colors hey at this point if i'm gonna have like 50 rooms yeah i'm gonna want cheap labor <laughs> and like i would i would contract that guy from dubai to just be like listen you'll be talking about we built that mansion i'll be like yeah you did you built it for like five thousand dollars <laughs> if that's what he says going my only thing too is um quality because I'm willing to pay for quality. I and um I have this conversation with my parents too. Like I'd rather pay a little bit more to make sure you got a license. I want to see your portfolio. I want to see the mastery and craftsmanship and you know that type of thing. I I'm not, 
you know, gonna just try to get a low ball figure for for work. I've talked about this before too, and then I'm gonna get off. It, it still cracks me. If I remember one time, way back in the days when I was kind of dabbling a little bit in listening to people in the Hebrew Israelite camp. And I, when I tell you I was in there for a hot potato second, I was in there for a hot potato second. I mean, it, it was less than a year because I started to put two and two together real quick. And I'm like, oh, now I'm coming out of this stuff that I grew up in my religion. If I had to go back to anything, I'd go back to my religion before I went back into Hebrew, Hebrew Israelite stuff. But they were talking about how they were trying to build communities. Now, mind you, again, Pimpin' Pimpin' 101, a lot of them would talk about how they would get women because the woman is another source of income. And so then if you have two wives, now you have two sources of income and they're expected to not only provide the income for the mortgage, but also take care of the children. And so now you're saving on on um, um, child care. So what would end up happening is you let's say you have your two kids and your sister wife oh my gosh you guys have you guys seen robin from sister wives y'all i remember watching them way back in the days when i tell you my algorithm on, on youtube why yesterday did it just pop up the only reason i kind of recognized her is because something in the title and I, when I tell you Robin has aged tremendously, now, and I think I mentioned her like maybe last week, end of last week, and I was talking about how this dude has all these wives, but you better trust and believe that all of them, he has like, I think it's a four of them, but, and they weren't the most attractive, but what it was is they all were either... Um, they were for sure working. I remember the blonde one, she, she has a couple of blonde ones. He has a first wife and then the second one that was blonde. She was, and I, this is at a young age and she's like, yeah, I got to go to work and make sure that everything is done. And then I come home and I take care of my kids. And, and she's like, so, um, she was talking about how the, the, the duties are distributed amongst them. It sounded stressful AF. And then Robin was supposed to be the youngest one that he had built a whole entire house just for her. Fast forward, you guys. When I tell you she has, oh my gosh. I've talked about how, you know, you can tell a woman that's gotten married because she just starts to just, if she is in a lifestyle where she's having to do that 50-50, ooh she started to look like Erica Mina. At least Erica Mina, if she kind of, you know, starts to do a little bit of self-care, she can kind of fill back out a little bit. But for Robin, oof. And oh my, and I thought Robin was pretty. I'm not even going to lie. I thought she was the prettiest one out of all of them. But I thought the nicest one was his first wife. Um... And I think the second blonde one too, but I, I felt bad for her because she was just being, and so they, the Hebrew Israelites are on the same system. So what they will do is not only do they practice um, domestic discipline too, like they will, 
they they really do tell on themselves if you listen to them but they were talking about how like if you have a problem with your wife we will bring the elders and we will sit her down and we will instruct her on what to do and we won't leave until she makes sure that she's complying with whatever it is that she needs to do around the house or or give you the paychecks or you know um, do your wifely duties kid you not okay and i i could pull up the video but I feel like um, I don't remember whose video I was watching and I'm pretty sure I blocked and put do not recommend. So I'd have to like do some mental gymnastics to try to figure out who this person was or whatever. But but it's 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 a recurring thing. But the other thing, too, is I remember they were talking about making houses and I was just like rubbing my head. I was like, oh, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. And again, this is someone who, who um, has owned properties, has kind of overseeing projects and stuff like that, contracted people to do stuff around houses and stuff. And even at, at my at my job too, right? And they were talking about how like, oh, we're we build things, we make our own communities, we um we make our own houses. And but then after they went on that little spiel, he was like, Yeah, we're we're still learning how to do all of this stuff and you know, um, sometimes the house is coming out crooked because we're still teaching our young men. Why is the house coming out crooked? Why? If you have elders who know this stuff, the house should not be coming out crooked. I don't care if it's their first time. And they were talking about how the plumbing was messed up and the electrical wiring was messed up. And I'm like, Ugh. but anyways, I digress. Let me get back. I Listen. I am here for the content. Okay, so here's the thing too. When I tell y'all I'm hungry, I ordered food for my parents. We decided to get Indian food. My little brother has my parents out here in these streets. Um, I'm waiting for them to bring him home. Why do my parents have um, their neighbors, some Samoans, moved in? Well, no, here's the thing. The, the husband is a black guy. The wife is Samoan. And then, but his Samoan friends come by and I'm like, it's okay though. Every time I drive in, they're like, their heads are all turning. But sometimes, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like I see them, but I don't see them. I haven't seen anybody that's really caught my eyes, but it's kind of funny. So yeah, we're waiting for him to bring him to the house and then bring them to the house. And they, I talked to them at two o'clock in the morning. It is 4.41 p.m. right now, and they're still out. I know they're tired, so um, at least they have food, and I know they're going to be hella tired tonight, y'all. Bless their hearts. And then um, they're going to be asking me about my little fur baby, too, because he, he, um, he's been giving me a, not, not a hard time. He Listen, with pets, you can't even be mad at pets, but he... Um, I was I almost had to take him to the vet last night, so I had him on doggy puppy watch, like checking on him every couple hours. But he's he's doing much better now. He is, um, in good spirits and and just as playful as he ever could be. And so my parents were worried about him too. So I know they're gonna be excited to see him and that type of thing. But y'all, but I can't complain because he did go pick him up, and I hate driving to that that specific airport there's a closer airport but um yeah so but yeah it's like i if you won't do it i know someone who will 
use both sides of it to your to your advantage, right? I mean, like I said, if if I shop around and see that you do quality sport workmanship, I do believe in tipping people well, you know, type of a thing. But if you can't, you know, charge what your going wages are, I think even for um there was something else I was gonna say, but I think this podcast is gonna be on the longer side, so let me get off of here. But yeah, bye. <laughs>